Right, everyone, welcome to today's podcast, PR Not BS with Fiona Scott. Today I'm joined by another Scott, actually, a really good friend of mine, Samantha Scott, known as Samantha Jane, the spiritual coach. But I'm not going to introduce her, I'm going to let her introduce herself. So, Sam, over to you. Hello there, thank you for that. Yes, my name is Samantha Jane, and I work as a spiritual coach and a healer and bringing insight through to my clients with the stuff that they're walking through in their lives basically so it's been good Sam, we've known each other for over a year now though i knew of you before then people might find it a bit unusual that i'd work with someone like you um don't you think <laughs> quite possibly <laughs> even psychics need PR <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true but actually um the one thing that surprised me when I did a first session with you, uh, just so that you know, listeners, that um, Samantha's a client of mine and I'm also a client of hers. We have a reciprocal, um, you know, agreement where we help each other in business and life. And when I met her, what I would most surprised me was how business-like you are. I think I had in my head a stereotype, Sam, of how someone like you who uses energy and psychic medium abilities to help people was I mean what are the stereotypes typically that you come across I am very very business minded I, I, I coach spiritual entrepreneurs but it is one of those industries where we're kind of back in the day we were trained to just sit on and uh, you know expect a miracle expect clients to just knock on the door so but times are changing and and it's more accepted now when I first started 20 years ago, it was very kind of almost taboo or not heard of to be in business as a psychic and healer and coach. It was just not the dumb thing. So I've had that a lot um, and regards income things as well. Um, you know, it's quite interesting. People don't believe that you can actually earn a living doing what I do and things like that. But there's a lot of that about. But again, it's all about raising the profile of the industry not just myself i i want i want psychics healers therapists to be regarded as professionals what do you say to those people that say oh well it's unregulated it's not a professional area um everything has to be medical what do you say when you you come across that kind of skeptical mindset well a part of me from an industry perspective i do agree with it you know the issues with it being unregulated i've known in all these years i've known watched a lot of i suppose the word is cowboys lots of fakes they do exist they exist in any industry trust me i've been through a series of uh, business coaches myself who were not what they claim to be and you know we've all been there across any industry it's just the same as any any industry but the psychicalistic industry itself um, we'll always have a percentage of fakes or people making false promises. With regards to sceptics, I've always had the attitude that it's not my role to prove anything to anyone, because I think it's something that you have to have a very personal experience to have that kind of breakthrough or awakening moments um, to get it, that there's more to this life, as it were, than simply, you know, sleep work repeat you know so I think it's a personal thing 
The, the one thing I've noticed, though, over the 14 years now, this year that I've been in business, is that actually a lot of the language you speak is out there in normal mainstream business speaking. Things like mindset, positive thinking, um, law of attraction, yeah. all those things are actually really embedded in what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Because the work that I do is, is about creating what you want, you know, your version of success. Um, and using energy, using the mindset. I'm a big shifter and shaker, so I shift um, old programming, as we call it, which is basically old beliefs that, for example, your parents might have taught you without realising they taught you around money and things like that. Just through the language you heard growing up can, will program you to have deep-rooted beliefs about money, success, happiness, love, all of these things. So we have to shift that. But yeah, I see a lot of my language being used across all what we call mainstream um, industries now. That's good. I like that. I was going to talk to you specifically about money um, because there are there are a certain group of people that think someone like you, even if they believe you have the gift, shouldn't be charging for your gift. How do you yeah. deal with that? Can I swear? <laughs> Um, I I charge for my time. I charge for my knowledge. I charge for my know-how. Um, I see nothing wrong with that. I always say to people when they're trying to freeload from me that, you know, when a key supermarket that we know, I won't name, um, allows me to walk through their shop and fill a trolley sky high with free food so that I can feed my children, then I'll do them a free reading. It's, you know, hairdressers. Hairdressers earn a lot more than me. I've known hairdressers earn extortionate amounts of money for making people feel good. And in the, and to be honest, that's what I do. I make people feel good. Sometimes I upset them along the way because I'm a big believer in, you know, I always say you'll be warned if you book in with me, I, I, I give you what I get and you might not like it, but if that's what you need in this moment, that's what you're going to get. So... But on the whole, I'm making people happier and feel better. And no one has a problem with um, paying a hairdresser, a nail tech, a masseuse. <laughs> you know, they're all abilities as well. <laughs> okay, let's move on then, Sam. Um, what does PR mean to you? PR for me is about raising um, my own profile as a service provider to reach a bigger audience than say the local the local industry, the local audience, which is why I came to you. Um, because you get to a point where it becomes quite hard to go beyond your local area. So you do need help with that. You do need a strategy, is how I feel at least, to do that. In your experience though, in, in your sector with people say in the local area, which in our case is Wiltshire, do you find that other people working in your space don't do this? No, they don't. I think because I'm unusual, I do this full time and I have done for years and years and years. It's quite unusual, which is why I'm very businessy. Um, I have that attitude towards it. I see it. I'm always looking for business growth because then I'm having a bigger impact on the world to make a difference in people's lives. But you have to get the message out there. And I think also as well with the industry that I'm in, you can, you have to raise your head above the pulpit, don't you? And, and there's always that risk of hate 
um, trolls, the skeptics, the fear-based, always, you know, we're often under attack. I mean, I don't even pay any attention to any of that anymore, just I don't even notice, but I think that puts a lot of people off taking their work to the next level and getting quite publicly known. Yeah, but I've noticed that with you and working with you is the risks for you seem to be higher than they are for me as a woman in business. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. They think, um, I think they think spiritual people, healers, therapists, stuff, people like that in that kind of industry are sort of easy to attack, you know, but no, they picked the wrong woman. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam let's go t share some of the ways in which in the last year but even before that even before you and I started working together what are the different ways in which you've sought to make yourself more visible tell us about them okay one of the um main things that I do though I am taking a little break at the moment because I've got so much client work on is I have a Facebook group um, Facebook used to be fabulous for me for business. Now they're cashing in on the psychics and the tarot readers. They seem to be blocking those that aren't earning them a lot of money. Um, so I've resorted to having a Facebook group, which is fabulous. All like-minded people, therefore, and I go live in that regularly. That has been really good for business. I also... Um, I do various articles and things like that. When I match the journalist's requests, I also write a blog on a, a website, pardon the pun, called medium.com, um, which I absolutely love and I recommend to anyone because one of the things for me was wanting to reach a national, an actual fact. I didn't have gone from local to international because everyone on the blog I was looking at the stats today, funny enough, 85% of the people that read my blog are actually through the Medium platform itself. So they have no direct connection to me. So that is brilliant because I'm hitting a whole new audience and I love that. And, and I absolutely love writing. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, writing appeals to a different audience than necessarily the people that want the live streaming. Um, adore Twitter, absolutely adore Twitter. I don't understand people that don't, but there you go, each to their own. Get a little bit on LinkedIn. So you do have to work all the platforms because you have different audiences sat there. Um, and, but I think you have to work them in different ways and have different goals on each platform to really raise your game. I agree with you on, I think we should just clarify for people who don't know, because we're assuming they do, that Medium is an international, world-renowned blogging platform, yeah. but it's not called Medium because you are a medium, yeah. is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just knew I was coming. <laughs> yeah, it's a storytelling platform. It ranks really highly on Google. Last time I did a, um, a sort of domain authority check, Medium ranks at 94 out of 100, whereas um, Amazon ranks at 93. So people love stories. And if you're on the paid partnership model, if anyone wants to go off and have a look, you can, I think about $50 a year or something to be on the paid partnership model, you are paid back a small amount. So, um, and you've done really well, actually, haven't you, with that, Sam? Yeah, I do. It is paying me now. 
I'm being paid to write. And I love that. That's like a childhood ambition thing going on right there. So, but yeah, it's really good. And it's a different audience. And I love that because it's people looking for what you write about, no matter what your industry is, it's about what you write about, um, that you're going to attract. So you've got a captive audience. It's great. So when you write a medium post and it says at the end, add your five hashtags, tell us what hashtags you choose and how you make that choice, Sam. I choose hashtags to the audience that I know will want to read it. I um, always use the hashtag energy because I'm one of the top 10 energy writers on uh, Medium. I've won a Medium little award for that. Um, always spirituality because people are looking for these things. And then because I write about the astrological aspects and portals and things like that opening up, I will put in, you know, portal astrology. I do vary it. I do. Um, sometimes I put in life, life choices. Sometimes I'll put in the hashtag relationships. I deliberately mix it up. I don't just put the same ones out all the time because I want to reach a wider and wider audience with the writing. So I suppose our general advice to our listeners, if they're interested in serious blogging, strategic blogging to grow their audience, that take those hashtags, which look really simple, don't they? But to take them pretty seriously. Yeah. And it does actually, when you put the hashtag in, it just, it does tell you how many people are following that. And that's what I always gauge as well. But, you know, sometimes choosing some, I choose a mixture. Sometimes I'll choose one that's got a low number deliberately because you know they're going to see it. You know, I play that game as well. I hadn't thought of that. So I'm going to nick that idea from you, Sam. (laughs) I may have told you about Medium and got you on it, but you're le- you're learning the uh, minutiae of it quicker than I am. <laughs> and do you add, you know, another simple practical thing, when you um, upload your energy alerts and your blogs to um, Medium, do you always add a picture? Yes, every time. Always, always. They have free ones. You can just search for it on there and they, they just, you can just put a free picture in there. You literally hit the search thing. Um, and you can do that. And I always ask them to follow me. I always, I also share the they can enroll through me link as well on the blogs. I ask them to comment because I need to know if I'm hitting hitting them up with them, whether it's resonating, because that's the point of my work is to resonate people into different, you know, change their mindsets, have a little different take on things. Um, yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. And with Medium, um... I always, with clients that I'm either training or working with, and they want to be known as experts for certain things, or I think the modern term that's used a lot is thought leader in a certain way, this is a really great place to be. And it's where you want to ascend just blogging on your website or doing regular LinkedIn posts. You want to be seen to that wider audience. Even if that international audience is on your wish list, it's something you can't picture or think is going to happen. You need to do stuff to make it happen, don't you, Sam? Yeah, absolutely. And to be honest with you, I never thought that it would come this way, but it has. It's like I've got, you know, the audience, because obviously it shows you all the demographics and everything. I, I now have an audience. In, I mean, I've always had a USA audience, but I, I now have a bigger one in the USA, but also Asia and India as well which are audiences that i just so far have not had access into so you're doing all these really proactive things let's have a little chat about how the traditional media has played into that because 
when I've offered you opportunities for local press, you've always taken them and now international press as well. Talk to us about that and why you think that's a value to you, Sam. Um, uh, we'll always take local opportunities because it's obviously a local audience for me, um, local client base. I think we have to not assume that people remember we are here. I've always joked with all my coaching clients coming out of the lockdowns that, you know, you have to make sure you're jumping up and down and being seen because people don't know you're still in business. Don't assume that people know you're still in business post all of this as well. That was a huge factor in that. So, so when I came out of lockdown and bravely took premises, I needed to make some noise in the local um, area so that people realized I was still in business. They could still come to me, et cetera, et cetera. Then jumping up to um, actual international, it's been a said, I've gone from local to international. International, I now write quite regularly for The Sun USA, which I absolutely love. It's just a bit of fun as far as I'm concerned, um, writing astrological, astrological reports on um, celebrities. But, you know, that might like, look like nothing, but that is, again, investment in my business because I am getting clients off that. And just to sort of make people realize it's beyond that bit of time that you invest. So I have one of my articles, I know they had 10,000, they only expect 3,000 hits on an online article. One of mine had 10,000. And I, within that was a link to my own business to book in with me. Now I cannot, you know, I'm doing very well for myself, but I cannot afford to put advertising in the Sun USA that would generate me a 10,000, you know, get me 10,000 hits on the website through them. I couldn't afford for that editorial. You know, that's how I look at it. Um, so I see that as investment work. And then you put the links on your website. It then gives you credibility. It then helps other um, magazines, journalists, um, to recognise that you do write, to see how you write. That's why I do that. Um, and I've reached a point now where journalists contact me, um, which I love. <laughs> but in terms of PR, to me, <clears throat> without you or any of my clients, where that starts to happen, that's the key to success, as far as I'm concerned, because journalists yeah. want to speak to you. They don't really want to speak to a third-party person like me in the first instance. I'm there as backup. Yeah. So if they can't get hold of you, you're with a client or I can probably find out pretty quickly that you'll be free at four o'clock this afternoon and they'll yeah. come to me then. But actually, in the first instance, they're going to want to talk to you. So for me, a measure of success with any client, and it can take months to achieve this, is those journalists start to recognise you for who you are. And then they've got a plan B if they can't get hold of you. You know, I use Twitter to network in PR. But I see that as my, my PR networking group is Twitter. Yeah, I um, I always, as you know, I always recommend Twitter all the time. Journalists sit on Twitter. So for those of you out there who think I really don't like Twitter, get some training. Contact me because I know about this stuff and I know how to mould your audience so you have the audience you want on Twitter. But all of it takes time and consistency. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, Sam, particularly in your area of work, sort of therapy, healing, holistic therapy, complementary medicine, all of that area, lots of people don't invest at all 
in any kind of marketing. And I always find that extraordinary, but I think that they very much think of, if I spend money on this, how many sales will I get in return? I mean, what's your thinking around that whole return on investment argument? Yeah, the, the ROI, again, it's like, you know, like the article for The Sun, you know, that I write, the ROI on that isn't measurable in that sense. You know what I mean? I will never 100% know what I got back off that. But it, this is the problem and this is the mindset that I'm trying to shift in the industry is that you're not spending money, you're investing. And, you know, it's an industry that's always felt it should rely on word of mouth and that's right. Well, that's great if you want to spend 30 years developing your business when in reality you need sort of three years. <laughs> you know, it's, are you in, yes, I always say to people, play for the long game, play for the long game. However, we also need you in the still in business in the short game. So you have to be brave. And I think people hide. I think there's a lot of therapists that hide away. And um, there's a shyness, an introvert aspect, if you like. There's a webinar for you, Intro, you know, PR for introverts. Um, but it's very much about, you have to be seen. Otherwise, how can your audience know that you can help them if you're not prepared to, to invest and spend that money and, and, and the time and be seen and get known? It's just, you know, attitude, I suppose, isn't it? I, oh, I totally agree. I spent years working in TV behind the scenes, making everybody else in front of the camera look great. But the truth of the matter is, in order for people to invest in you and your business, you've got to be out there consistently being seen. And I always say with ROI, what you're looking for is organic growth over time. Yeah. So that, you know, each month, each year, you realise that more money is going for your bank account. There is no, that's the correlation. You know, it's no accident. You invest, but to expect a direct return after one single action, I mean, that hardly ever happens. I can only think of twice in 14 years of business it's happened with clients. You know, one article leads to that one outcome. Yeah, yeah. And it takes time to build to that as well. You know, because what you're doing, I think what people need to recognize is PR is about growing your audience. And, you know, word of mouth is within that audience, but it's also about relationship building. And no one is going to go online, I don't believe, and think, right, I want to spend a thousand pounds today with a life coach. Let me just punch in life coaching. Just I'll go for the first one that comes up. If you believe that that is how it works, then you've got a lot of learning to do in business. It's relationship building. Everything is relationship building. And in order to build a relationship, I think it's something like 16 points of contact now through various forms and platforms in order for people to feel that they um, they trust you. Because obviously with therapy work, people tell me some, I mean, what I see in here in a week is unbelievable. Um, I always say psychiatrists uh, or psychotherapy graduates should come and sit here to do their uh, their training for a week to learn about human nature because what I deal with in a week is unbelievable. But of course that means they have to trust me because they come in here and teenagers as well. They come in here and they open their mouths and they tell me their deepest and darkest. So of course that requires a relationship build. And that's the same with anyone. You know, anyone in, on a therapist-based business needs to recognize that you have to be seen to build the relationship, to build the trust, you know, so that you become the go-to. 
So I have my tribe on Facebook. I've got 2,000 people in it. Those 2,000 people are my cheerleaders. They constantly send people to me because they know me and they trust me. It's 2022 now. Give us an idea of some of the things you're going to be doing this year to raise your profile. Um, a lot more blogging. I'm going to go live more on some other platforms as well. I'm starting my subscription services because I think the future of business in 2022 is subscription. Um, I think that's where the money is in, in for business in 2022. Uh, I'm also um, intending to get out there and speak more. God willing. <laughs> you know um but yeah and get out there and do a lot more speaking and and just enjoy it i have fun with it as long as i'm having fun but it is about growing and investing and not grabbing and grabbing at money i'm just gonna enjoy it and love it coming love the money coming in rather than being fighting for the money to come in i'm not doing 2022 like that well one of the things we're doing in 2022 is coffee with samantha jane so tell us about that we are indeed. That's my YouTube, part of my YouTube channel. So Coffee with Samantha Jane is a mixture of me bringing insight through, but also interviews. I think sometimes it's good for people to uh, listen to other people's stories, other people's experiences, whether that's of spirit and things that go bump in the night or um you know, having therapies and things like that. It's, I just think it's really great way to connect people and connect the audience if they recognize themselves and other people as they talk about their life experiences that they've had. I've been doing this for 20 odd years. So it's like I've met some fantastic people along the way. So lots of guests, lots of interviews, very broad spectrum subjects. And then obviously my usual insight and guidance as well. So yeah good mix-up, but I love the concept. We're, I mean, I work with uh, Sam on a YouTube channel with my husband, Steve, who's the resident sceptic, which is always good to have one sceptic in the room, isn't it, Sam? Absolutely. Yeah, got to have one on the team, yeah. But uh, it's great fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, right, Sam, let's just let people know how they can find you, points of contact, if they've listened to this and they think, I want to know more about that lady. If the best place to go to is my original website, which is Need a Psychic, P S Y C H I C, needapsychic.co.uk. Of course, you'll find me on Facebook, Samantha Jane, um, Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> a little bit on TikTok, but I struggle with that. <laughs> Maybe this year I need to master TikTok, <laughs> I think. I think we need to do a, a TikTok session, definitely. Mm -hmm. And also, um, what listeners won't know is you're taking part in my pr and business retreat at the end of the month in cheshire yeah, looking, gonna yeah, be yeah, to yeah should be great fun we're fully booked and we will be uh, helping a load in this case of business women it's all women this time um raise their profile so uh, sam thank you very much indeed really enjoyed that's talking to you and um that's it for today folks if you want to connect with me you can find me on www.scottmedia.uk or you can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter at the Fiona Scott or on Facebook, Fiona Scott's PR Tribe. All you've got to do is apply to join and say you've listened to one of the podcasts and you'd like to join. And uh, see you next time. Bye. Bye.